It has not been the same for the aviation sector since the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic as the industry has been the worst hit globally. In Nigeria, the heat was mostly felt when the federal government decided to stop international flights into the country and two weeks later grounded domestic airlines operations because of the lockdown. Globally, the aviation industry, airlines precisely have lost over 400 billion US dollars. And in Nigeria, the Minister of Aviation, Adisirika, says airlines have lost nearly 21 billion naira monthly since their operations were grounded. But it is not just the airlines that have lost monies. Businesses across the whole value chain in the sector have suffered losses. In the latest statement released by the presidency on easing the lockdown, he said aviation operations will resume on the 21st of June, but first in five states, that is Lagos, Abuja, Port Harcourt, Oweri and Kanu. Once planes take to the skies again, what will it take the sector to bounce back after the COVID-19 pandemic? And will it be full and robust recovery? Will the general state of the economy, which experts say will hit a recession, impact on the degree of recovery we see? What measures do the stakeholders need to focus on? And should the government offer some sort of support? Hello and welcome to NOW, our podcast that examines the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on all aspects of our lives. I am Bumi Yekini. The Chief Executive Officer of Top Brass Aviation, Roland Iyayi, says it will be an Aquilian task to ask government for funding to revive the aviation sector amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the industry is talking about the possibility of bailouts. Uh, we recognize the fact that it's very difficult because the government also is talking about a deficit in budgeting. So, I mean, it's like asking somebody who has nothing to give what they don't have. The General Manager Public Affairs, Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority, NCAA, Sam Adurogboye says airlines should begin to think outside the box. I think one of the things we are putting our head in and thinking is to look at the ways of cutting costs. Whatever is not a priority for your operation and existence, maybe we have to put it on hold. Showbiz organizer and founder of Stand Up Nigeria, Bumi Davis, says we are at war and advised caution. But by extension, this is some form of war. The only difference is that the bullets flying around are not visible to the ordinary eye. But it's some form of war because when you go out, you don't know who has this virus. You cannot liken that you don't know who is shooting the bullets at you. Airlines generate revenue majorly through ticket sales. The outbreak of the pandemic has put a stop to this. Aero Contractors is one of the major airlines in Nigeria. I spoke with the managing director and chief executive officer, Ado Sanusi, to find out how the pandemic has affected his airline. So the impact is quite hard, and we believe if the government can assist uh, with uh, bailouts and the recovery, it will really, really go a long way for the aviation industry. Airlines are going to be open for operation come the 21st of June. What are those things you have put in place to make sure that um, passengers as well as airlines are okay for operations? We were told that uh, there is a tentative date of uh, resumption of flight operation on the 21st of June. And well, most airlines are already in touch with 
Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority to to ensure smooth running of or smooth restarting of the air, of the airline industry. And the Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority has uh, rolled out some protocols that need to be followed for for the restart of the industry, which is done everywhere in the world. Uh, when you shut down an industry, especially an industry as complicated as aviation, you need to roll out a kind of uh, protocol how the airlines will start. And these airlines, uh, most airlines have, have been now uh, in the advanced stage of meeting these protocols. For aero contractors, we are we are very comfortable in the position we are. I can say we are about 80% uh, complete with the uh, protocols that the Nigeria Civil Aviation Authority has uh, rolled out for us. The remaining part is the training, which is very, very important. We need to train our uh, crew and we need to train our ground staff to make sure that by the time we restart, the spread of uh, COVID-19 innovation sector is uh, minimized to almost zero. Okay, what steps are you planning to take to ensure that aero contractors bounces back after the COVID-19 pandemic? We have looked at uh, costs that we need to cut, but we do not see us cutting costs by just not serving meal. What we have looked at is serving meal in the aircraft will increase the chances of of uh, spreading the COVID-19. So what we have done is we have, uh, because most of the flights are less than one hour, or maybe at most one hour 20, one hour 10, one hour 20 minutes. So we have realized that uh, to reduce the contact for the crew, the passengers, there will be no need to serve meals. And probably the best is to put a, a bottle of water the uh, and the seat pocket in front of the passenger. And now that is not a cost-cutting measure. That is a safety measure to reduce the, the chances of spreading the COVID-19 inside the aircraft. Well, I'm very confident that uh, the aviation industry, in particular aero contractors, will bounce back to COVID-19 because aviation remains the safest means of travel uh, globally, and especially in Nigeria. Uh, Aero Contractors is very reliable on safety. We believe that our services, the speed at which you can go to Abuja, the speed at which you can go to Port Harcourt or Calabar or anywhere in the country, it's unsafe. It's, uh, it's much better than going by road. So let's talk about um, services to customers. Is there a way or is there anything in place to help customers adjust to the new normal? The, the new normal, as uh, they say now, is that uh, customers or uh, passengers that fly our airplane will experience a bit of more delays and they will experience, they will have to come to the, uh, to the airport a little more early because the Physical distancing will start in the departure hall, and they will be subjected to temperature checks. They will be subjected to washing hands, sanitizing the, the, their hands and everything before they even board. So we have put, and then, of course, they must have a face mask as, a, as one of the conditions to board. So there are so many protocols that we have put in place, both the airport authorities and, our, and the airline, to ensure that um, uh, the spread of COVID-19 innovation is minimized to, to almost zero. Between every arrival and departure, there will be 
disinfection of the airplane itself and the surfaces that the passengers touch. Will the sitting position of um, passengers now change? I'm asking this because of distancing. It, it will be economically uh, not possible to have physical distancing inside the uh, single aisle airplane. Now, I say economically. Because if, he, if uh, somebody wants, he can buy the, he can charter the whole airplane, which seats about 100, 120 uh, passengers, and decide that he wants to be there. But uh, to sell tickets the way the prices are, and then achieve physical distancing is not possible. And also, IATA has uh, recommended that uh, physical distancing in single aisle airplanes is, uh, is not possible. Private airline operators are also not left out of the turbulent times. Roland Yayi is the chief executive officer of a private airline, Top Brass Aviation Limited, which offers VVIP and executive air charter and scheduled services. He tells Juliet Obata how the ban on air travel has cut down his revenue. Essentially, what has meant is that all staff have been asked to go home. Uh, Salaries have been cut. Uh, most, most staff are not paid salaries until whenever it is, the airlines are able to recover. So invariably, we've had to lay off uh, substantially a lot of staff uh, until whenever it is that the industry recovers again. So as we speak, um, obviously, uh, the economy is uh, experiencing uh, pretty much a stagnation, uh, if not a recession. So it's going to be very, very difficult to have a recovery uh, in the next 12 months. Uh, by the time the airlines are required to operate again, we would need to incur costs in, in terms of uh, getting the airlines to prepare the airplanes, to bring them back to serviceability and then start operating. So those are issues that are ongoing as we speak in anticipation of the fact that probably domestic operations will open uh, on the 21st of this month. Can you give us like a rough estimate, maybe in Naira and Kobo, of how much you have lost this past month? <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at a situation where an airline earns on a contract charter an approximate value of about $2 million, um, obviously what it means essentially is that in the last three months, uh, that would be $6 million. And that's a, that's a low end of the spectrum. Uh, but if you're talking about major airlines with uh, fleet size about 20 airplanes or 26 airplanes as an airpiece, then you're talking a lot of money that's been lost on a daily basis. As the country plans to open up the you know the airspace you know from the 21st of June, what do you plan to do differently when you resume services? Well, I mean, it's not so much of what we plan to do differently. I mean, there are protocols that have been put in place now by the authorities to establish safety and also to secure the sustenance of the industry. Uh, but such protocols that are being touted now essentially mean that uh, one of two things will happen. It's either the airlines increase the fares, not to be able to make up a shortfall, or you know the, the, the airlines over time would actually bleed to death. Now, the, the, the back side of that, the flip side of that coin is if the airlines increase fares, the demand obviously will be depressed. Because, I mean, it's a function of demand and supply. Considering that a lot of people are currently out of jobs and uh, we're talking about a recession, that might not be a wise idea. But, again, the protocols that are set in place for distancing, meaning that cannot fill the aircraft to uh, maximum capacity, means that uh, the airlines are required to uh, incur losses uh, deliberately 
for the sake of social distancing. And except, of course, there's a provision to sort of uh, sustain the airline, uh, chances are we may end up seeing a lot of airlines go out of business in the next several months. All this month, you know, you've not been in operation. What are the lessons you have learned from this uh, experience? Well, I think, I mean, what this has taught everybody basically is that there's a need to strategize the business model. Um, you know, I don't think anybody ever prepared for a situation that you'll be shut down completely and you'll be earning zero revenue. So there's a need for airlines, and we would also look at it uh, critically to see what other things we need to do uh, in terms of strategizing the business model to uh, enable sustainability even in times where things are down to next to nothing, really. Um, the lessons learned is that uh, pretty much the airline business model is uh, more like putting all the eggs in one basket. Really. Um, that would not help sustenance in the future. So there's a need to reinvent the airline business. Uh, that is a, an ongoing discussion internationally as well. So a lot of people are looking at what uh, the issues uh, we could face ultimately will be. I'll give an example, for instance, we expecting that uh, the return to normalcy in terms of passenger loads probably will take between 12 and 18 months. Now, um, airline business is more like a cash business. If you don't have enough funds, you might not be able to sustain operations. So that's why I said earlier that I mean, there's a need to envisage uh, airline failures as we go forward. Um, do we get funding? Uh, how it's going to be? That's something we've been talking about uh, with government. Uh, the industry is talking about the possibility of bailouts. Uh, we recognize the fact that it's very difficult because the government also is talking about a deficit in budgeting. So, I mean, it's like asking somebody who has nothing to give what they don't have. Uh, we realize now that certain fo job functions can be carried out remotely. Uh, do we now sort of uh, change the requirement for such uh, roles and... Uh, you know, change the structure of the pay to compensate for giving people more time to themselves. These are all the things that we're looking at now as a new way to go forward because obviously airlines cannot afford to keep the numbers they've always had and uh, we just have to come up with ways to do things uh, within the regime of the regulatory authorities being, uh, for being safe and secure. Uh, so that is something that is an ongoing discussion. All right, let, let's look at the aviation industry generally. How long do you think it will take this industry to bounce back, or will it never bounce back? So, I mean, it's a commoditized business. So as you lose your stock by flying empty seats, you can't recover them. For not flying at all, it means that you're actually you're bleeding because whether or not you fly, you have what you call fixed costs. And those costs have to be borne even when you're not flying. When we now talk about a recovery, a recovery is a function of the economy. If and when the economy is stuttering, it will be difficult to expect a recovery. Uh, the only reason you have people fly by air is, that, is because they have what you call a disposable income to buy. If the disposable income is now depleted by virtue of the, ignition, I mean, the, the economy being uh, stagnated, then I, I cannot foresee a recovery until such times that the economy will rebound. So it's, it, the airlines can't operate, uh, uh, you know, in a vacuum. We will require that the economy recovers, and our recovery is dependent on that economy. So uh, given where we are now as a country, and even the economy generally around the world, uh, we, it's estimated that 
airlines may not have a full recovery for another 12 to 18 months. And like I said, the business being a cash business, it is expected that between now and the 12-month period, we probably will see some airline failures as well, both domestically. Already internationally, a couple of airlines have failed. They're bankrupt. So, I mean, we'd expect to see similar things in the domestic market, no doubt. The Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority, NCAA, is an autonomous agency that is responsible for the authorization of the aviation business in the country. It draws its income from a percentage of air tickets purchased by passengers. I spoke to the general manager of public relations, Sam Adurogboye, who tells me that the agency is surviving, but only just. Uh, when the passengers fly, they pay 5% on tickets that is fair. 5% added to the cost of airfare. And that is where we draw our money from by which we are running our operation. So now that there is restriction of flight since the outbreak of the pandemic, you can be sure we don't have an income. It is a miracle that we are still existing today. What is the money value of the loss? Honestly, as I speak, we, we cannot put a figure to it because the main preoccupation of the management when we sat down at the beginning of this outbreak is how to keep the system safe, how to keep Nigerians, the staff, safe. It is somebody who is alive that will be counting gain or losses. We've not sat down, but obviously it is in millions and millions. We've not calculated and put a figure to it. Now all the preoccupation is taking steps and ensure this thing pass away and we are alive. Then, of course, we'll begin to cut our gain and losses thereafter. Okay, with some hundreds of staff under your payroll, how has the pandemic affected them? Will there be job loss or salary cuts? Well, there is that uh, tendency, the fear is there by everybody to begin to not, not, not fear of loss of job. But I have been a government agency, the government of Nigeria. As uh, if you remember when the financial institution in Nigeria wanted to lay off staff, the government prevailed on them not to do that, not so that problems will not be compounded. Uh, because an average one person working in Nigeria has to depend on around him or her. So for us as a government agency, I believe we are not thinking of laying off staff. We are thinking, putting it together on see how we can increase our revenue base so that we will not come to that. But however, it will not be wrong supporting your own. We are also looking up to government for assistance. Is there any kind of um, stimulus package that the government is planning for the sector to help cushion the effect of the pandemic? Yes, the federal government has indicated the, their commitment to assist the sector. They announced already. But however, no assistance can write up the entire stress that this has imposed on every sector. The issue is, just like I said, every sector has to begin to think out of the box on how to get out of it. It's not only on increasing your revenue base, because uh, who do you tax? Already tax people, everybody has been taxed and overstretched. I think one of the things we are putting ahead in and thinking is to look at the ways of cutting costs Whatever is not a priority for your operation and existence, maybe you have to put it on hold 
So that is the area we are looking at seriously, even as well as we are looking at other ways of having a revenue here. But we are thinking also of cutting down on expenses in such a way that only those things that are of priority and essential for your operation will be what will be given attention to. Once operations commence, will there be cuts on operation charges for airlines as a kind of relief package for them? It's who wear the shoe that nowhere pinches. So it is the airline that will come up with area of need or area of assistance. Then, of course, it will be looked into. Because if you're asking for assistance, the person you're asking assistance for is also asking for assistance. Even government is also seeking assistance by way of seeking for loans. So it's not as if there's anybody that is immune from the pandemic and the economic aspect of it. So now, post-COVID, how quickly will the aviation sector in Nigeria bounce back to pre-COVID traffic rates? Yeah, we are very hopeful that the, the sector will bounce back. It, it's going to be a gradual thing, definitely. Uh, but the good news is that uh, even in this period of lockdown, we have had one or two of our operators that have had to operate on essential flights to outside of this country. And they have been evacuating other foreign nationals in and out of this country. So it's an operation. It's not different from the local operation. And if our airline, just like others that are coming, are involved in evacuation of passengers safely across the Atlantic, that is an indication that we are still safe to fly. They haven't said that. While the lockdown was on, we never let the airline alone. We are constantly in touch by way of issuing addresses circulars to the industry on what they should be doing with the aircraft while on lockdown, or what they should be doing to their staff while on lockdown in area of training. And there are so many training online that can keep them abreast of the trend of the thing going on in the industry and the machine. So all of the requirements they need to do, we have already furnished them with all these details ahead of time. And they are on our website. It's not a secret document. All the circular we have issued, close to 24 different times. So now it's just for us that the data has been given. It's just for them to come and prove how far they are ready and comply with what we ask them to do. Once that is done, then we are set to go. So those are the basic things that once you observe them, you take responsibility. You can be sure they will take you from one pet to the other safety. And that is the only reason why we exist, to ensure that that airplane takes the passengers and their luggage from one pet to the other safely. That is the only thing we do. That is what we exist. And of course, remember also, we are in 60 years of flying in Nigeria without accident with fatalities or damage to aircraft. So, so far, so good. We still continue to work on that. And with God on our side, Nigeria should be ready for a smooth and safe and secure flight operations when we resume eventually. Are there indications of what post-COVID aviation market will look like, especially in relation to cost, cost of services to customers? We need more people to be flying. The roads are not too friendly for traveling, so the air is still the best option. I believe that if we start off, having been away for some months, maybe at 40% to start with, gradually to climb up, and we hope that more population will join in flying in Nigeria. So that is a good business, it's a good sector to, to invest in. So what are some of these guidelines? Well, to so just tell you, the key thing is, number one, we have a guideline we issue to the Aero, uh, airport authority 
because, for example, there is what we call post COVID 19 guidance for aerodrome operation resumption. We have already issued a circular specifically to aerodrome owner. What is aerodrome? The airports. Some are private roads, some are government are government roads. We have already issued a circular today it's on our website. It's the latest it's there. Now, of course, to the operators of airplanes, aircraft now, they have our checklist also, that is, before they resume, what are the things we are going to look at? We are going to look at the maintenance of the airplane that, that is in their fleet that they are going to be using. We are going to look at the licensing of the personnel that are going to be operating the machine. Are they current? We are going to be looking at the aviation security, what they are putting in place to secure people's lives and their property going in and out of their airplane. We are going to be looking at what they are put up as a... Is passengers' right, comfort, to ensure that the passengers have the value for their money. We are going to be looking at the health protocols. Do they have the kit, appropriate kit, for their personnel to put on? Do they have, they must put on masks? They must sanitize the passengers? They must have machines, the, the infrared machine, to check the print of people before they board. So all of this will be checked. And once an airline fulfills the requirement, once an aerodrome meets the requirement, it will be clear to, to start operation again. It is not going to be business as usual when airports eventually resume operations on the 21st of June. While it is expected that the resumption will be guided by aviation agencies, they are also going to be working with guidelines as measures designed to contain the continued spread of the COVID-19 pandemic. To keep the virus at bay, airline operators will be looking at innovative ways to bring their businesses back on stream. I spoke to aviation analyst Nosa Aituame and asked her what sort of measures she thinks airlines will be adopting to survive. Uh, because revenues are not being generated, salaries are not being paid. Um, a pilot just told me this afternoon that the last uh, payment they got was uh, in March. After then, most of the pilots have not been getting anything from uh, the airline operators. Some they've been getting 30%, 40%, some none at all. And if you go to the airport um, side of it, talking about aviation agencies, you also see that the agencies are not generating revenue. Uh, in the month of uh, May, the Federal Airport Authority of Nigeria, and I don't know whether it was by miracle, they were able to pay uh May salary and there was also an issue with the with the union the management of financially said they will give half you know salary but the unions actually came out to say if you are giving us if you are giving our members a uh, half salary for the month we would not agree because we have not called us to a round table to discuss it and if you go ahead with it we will tell those on essential services not to come to work and that will mean that would, that would mean a lot of problems for the industry because at that particular time, evacuation of nationals, bringing in of medical, essential humanitarian flight operations would not come into Nigeria. So the management decided to give them full salary with the agreement that by June, if the airports are not open, the money is not generated, they will, of course, will pay half salary. But that is also bringing another problem. The unions now are getting ready to say, if you don't give us our full salary, we'll grant flight operations across the country. The reopening of the airport on the 21st of this month will not be possible. Uh, to that end, they've written a letter to President Muhammad Buhari 
So please give the industry their stimulus package so that they will be able to pay staff salaries and of course, you know, carry out some other operations that they will want to carry out. On the side of the airline, most of the airline staff, according to the owners of the airline, when flights resume, some people will be asked to stay at home because they will not bring out all their aircraft for flight operations because at that time, they will not have a lot of, you know, passengers. They will need to um, embark on a sensitization of encouraging, you know, passengers that it is safe to fly because of the health implications, because of the COVID-19. So that has to be carried out. So because of that, they will be operating maybe 30% of the operation. If before uh, their flight operations for the day, it's about 100 flights a day, they will reduce probably to 10 or even 20, uh, depending on the passenger turnout. So that will require just a few staff, you know, to embark on that uh, operations and others to be asked to stay at home. Staying at home does not mean we will pay you salary or even have salary, no. It is just going to be stay at home. When we are ready, when the passengers are turning up, we can start bringing you in gradually. Another thing that will stop when flights resume is the uh, onboard in flight. There will not be food any longer because the airlines are mapping out strategies to see how they can cut, uh, you know, cost. The stoppage of food that has been announced from now is by Airpeace. During a webinar that was organized, Airpeace has come out to say that they will not be serving food on board their flights within the country because most of the flights are just 45 minutes, 50 minutes, or even maybe one and a half hour. Because right now, the, their aircraft that has been on ground for about three months and will need to be audited, will need to be certified, and of course the health protocols are there. Bumi Davis, a show business buff, believes these are not the times to be flying around in airplanes. He says these are war times and caution should be the watchword. He tells Abdul Okwecheme about the risks of today. The reality on ground is that um, very few people have the muscle to carry everybody along 100%. So things will change definitely. The level of the change, how much of this change will happen is what we are still looking at. But clearly things can be like before. Uh, you know, um, things that were done by probably 10 people will now look at ways through which seven, six people can do the same thing. So at least three people will have to go. But what we should look at is when they're leaving, can you provide for them such that they can jumpstart something for themselves and not just the idol? But clearly things can never be the same again. So what do you miss most then in this period of pandemic? Oh, the live shows, the interaction. <laughs> you know, the bulk of our business is feed on crowds, entertainment, hospitality, tourism. We feed on crowds. Uh, and I miss the crowd. <laughs> yes. After now, are you sure that we are going to have the numbers the way we used to have it? That's in the entertainment industry. Eventually, we'll get the numbers, but I don't see that happening within 12, 24 months because a lot of people will still be skeptical, especially when a vaccine is yet to be discovered. The people are still very, very, very cautious of how they interact, how they grow, if at all. Can you tell me, how long do you envisage that this situation will remain? Hmm. I think... 
if there is any sector that can that can even predict that, it will be the health sector. The health sector, the microbiology, the researchers in the health area. What lessons have you learned this period? Ah, <laughs> a lot, but one key thing is life can change within hours, I'm telling you. The one thing I've learned is fast, make life easy. Things can switch in no time. They said the aviation industry is going to reopen on the 21st. How soon can you jump into an aeroplane to travel to anywhere? Me personally? Yes, you personally. <laughs> Maybe I find it hard to even leave my home to go to go four streets away. <laughs> if it's not a life-threatening situation, I'm in my house. And out there, there are a lot of young people who are choked up in their homes, nothing to do, I mean, maybe they are in the creative world. Do you have one or two words of advice to them to, I mean, cheer them up in these times? It's almost impossible to say there is absolutely nothing to do. I think it's more of what is available to do is not what that very person would like to do. There's always something to do. We're not doing things for luxury, and it's this present time. We're doing things to stay alive. That's very critical. That's very important that we understand what is important is we stay alive. Let's leave all the luxuries of life aside for now. In other words, you are saying that people shouldn't have choices of what they want to do at this time. There are little or no choices left for them, right? We have choices. They are just limited. They might not be the best of what we want, but hey, what do we do? Don't do anything at all. Now that is not an option. Do you have a message for our listeners from your end, from Stand Up Nigeria? This is only a phase. Together we'll pull through. It's only a phase. It's not a permanent thing. If someone had said this would happen last year, I'm sure you would have just brushed him aside. Now what is he talking about? The entire world will be on lockdown. How? Are we in a war period? But by extension, this is some form of war. The only difference is that the bullets flying around are not visible to your eye eyes. Well, it's a form of war because when you go out, you don't know who has this virus. You cannot like him that you don't know who is shooting the bullets at you. And that's it on this edition of Now. I am Bumi Yekini.